what up, what up, what's going on, everybody? Welcome everybody to episode 85 of Shut Up, Let's Talk, folks. Hanging out with Dream Shore in the house today. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, my man. How's how's life, man? Thank you for being. Thank you for being here, same. dude. Can't complain. I mean, every day is a new day of life to uh, begin something new. Every day is a new day. <laughs> oh, man, I remember the, a, P, a good P.O.D. song starting with those lyrics. Man. You know what Snoop Dogg says? If you're breathing, you're achieving. Oh, <laughs> does Snoop actually say that? Yeah, he does. Well, wow. in a song. In a song. Oh, that's funny. I've never heard that quote in my life. But thank you. That's what's up. I'm going to have to start living by that rule. I like it. I like it. I took it off. I took it off. Um... <laughs> Yes, I, I well, I had a, in the beginning of the the first uh, thirty seconds of the episode or so, I did have a big poster saying "Dream Shore," which uh, yeah, right in the middle of the screen, which is good. That was awesome. Anyway, man, thank you so much for being here, dude. Uh, it's funny, man. Uh, we were saying a little bit right before the show that, like, yeah, we've never met, but we know a lot of people. We have a lot of friends in common. Right, right. And You're friends uh, with friends that I've I've either hung out with or been with in the past. Now, what song was Tommy on? In your in your recording, what song was that? Uh, he was on the song "Runaway." It was uh, actually my my current single that I have. Really? A, a, as of now, yeah. Where? It's funny because I, I didn't even hear a sax in that song. I'm, I must be tripping. Well, no, um, he just did a guitar solo. He was. Uh, it was a while back when he when I was working on the song because I've I've had the song for for years and he came through. Him and Jonathan actually uh, they were he, they were here, they were at my house and he was just uh, I asked him if he can help me come up with a, a guitar solo and he came through and did it for me. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We need to back up for a second here because this solo that I'm hearing on Runaway, because I like that song, I've listened to it for the last couple of days. That solo is Tommy. Yeah. Gariga. That, that was all him. My homie, Tom. Tom I'm speechless right now. I literally can't believe that because I love that solo and I can't believe, you know what, Tommy, why don't you play like that when you come hang out over here, goddamn? <laughs> He should. Dude, I, I feel like, you know what? I feel like maybe you brought something out of him that day because, man, uh, knowing Tommy and, and for anybody who's watching at home tonight, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, Tommy's a good friend of mine who does play guitar, but it's funny because when I see him, you know, maybe we're just in conversation. He doesn't really he doesn't really pull out right. those those skills that I heard because, and I'm not saying he's a bad guitar player at all, but I'm saying he's a great one and he's even better than I thought. So, yeah, that was a, and that's a great song and a great uh, performance, which we'll actually get to hear in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And anyway, man, so Dream Shore, man. The first thing, I don't know everybody likes to talk about names or as soon as we get into, like, you know, podcasts or interviews or whatever. You know, what, where does the name come from? Uh, as corny as it is, I got to do it. Because, honestly, the first thing that captivates me about your, you know, uh, about your music is your name. Because you hear it, and then you're like, it automatically puts you in a place. Yeah. And that's cool, you know, because... And I'm not saying this is why my music fails or anything stupid like that. But, you know, me, when I put myself out to, you know, my music, it's just my name, Alizar, right? Right. So people probably hear it and they're like, oh, I don't know. What is that? And then, but when they hear Dream Shore, it brings so much imagery to the mind. How did that name come up, my friend? Because that's a cool name. Well, during during 2014, I was with a couple of bands. And uh, during that time frame, I I was experimenting with music, uh, specifically electronic. This was before I even had an idea of what I wanted to come up with uh, as far as uh, electronic music is concerned. And um, one day I, I was at the beach. I was just, I, I had some time. I just needed some time to relax and be alone and just relax, you know, calm down. And I had a lot of thoughts in my head of how, where, like, my, what the direction I wanted for this project and then, you know, the name for it. And during that, during that moment, I kept thinking to myself something that had to be uh, dreamy, let's say, yeah. revolving around, you know, the ocean because the ocean is like, is like home to me. Yeah. And I go there every now and then, you know, at least once a week if I can. Nice. 
Um, but really, it was a lot of just thinking, long, you know, long-term process, and I just randomly came up with the, with the name Dream Shore. So is Dream Shore is is Dream Shore a place that you were at when you're making music? Like when you, you know, because I feel like when we're making music, we're never just in a room right. with, with instruments, right? Yeah, we're always in a car driving fast, right? Or we're in a valley looking over something, or we're in a you know place doing something else in our minds. So is Dream Shore a place? You know, is that where you're making the music? Is that like because you know it's funny when I hear the the word Dream Shore, the first thing I think of is the the first thing I hear is like the shh of the ocean, you right. know? Yeah, like I hear that that static. That beautiful static sound. That's, that's the white it. noise of the of the, of the water. <laughs> yep, that's the one. The ambient noise. I love that, man. Uh, and it's yeah, like I said, it, it it puts a lot of pictures into the mind, man. So I, I like that a lot. It's a cool name. Thanks. Um, where are you typically? Like I said, uh, where are you typically when you make music? Where do you put yourself in your mind? I know it all depends on the song, but you know, well, you mean like songwriting and you know writing the song, or what do you mean? Well, I mean like like a visual, like a visual. You know, like when you close your eyes and you imagine yourself in a place. You know, like, yeah. I, I know, like I said, I know it's different in every song, but normally, like, for me, like, I like to pretend I'm in space when I write music. I just love that. I like pretend I'm in a space station, you know? Yeah. I like pretend I have a big glass window like you see in those sci-fi movies, mm. and I get to just look out at all these stars, and I get to see planets, and there's one nearby, one not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I've been, but... I mean, for me, it's just, like, I, I'm always either working on my home and or, or I'm doing something else, but, but when it comes to writing the songs on my, on my home, I... I I tend to experiment a lot with different uh, synthesizers, and specifically plugins. And um, as far as my my thought process, process when it comes to making songs, I usually am um, taking the time to go out, you know, at a brisk walk or like uh, at a nearby park, or preferably the ocean. I have family members that live right by uh, by Surfside next to the Ball Harbor shop, so I tend to go there every now and then to visit and hang out with family and take a long walk around the entire area because it gives me it gives me a lot of uh, a lot to think about and it, it doesn't i don't str- i don't feel stressed i feel calm you know that's awesome man yeah, so, so do you find so i mean from what you're telling me you find a lot of peace in like nature you know yeah you find- I, i'm not the kind of guy that i don't really go out a lot i don't really go to parties or stuff like that for me it's it's just all about i mean i like living my life where Although I always will catch up with family and friends, but I always have this preference of being alone and just having the time for myself and doing things that I enjoy the most. I love this, it. You know, such as writing music and having alone time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know what's funny, though? That when, don't, don't a lot of people ask you, like, how'd you find the time for that? Like, how'd you do that? It's simple. Make it. You make it, right? And, and, and that's the funny thing, right? A lot of people ask you, like, oh, like, you know, how'd you make that song? You know, how'd you, how'd you I don't know how you find the time for that. And yeah, it always comes back to making it because I think about the same thing. Is that you know, like don't get me wrong, I, I would go to a few parties here and there, but typically I would like to be at home practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, like how are you going to get any better if you don't? Like exactly. some people, maybe some people got to like that, but I don't. I don't. I never had. You know, I had to I had to work for it, man. And you have to experiment. You have to make a bunch of terrible songs to you make do. a great one. You really do. You know, and uh, how did you start out making music, man? What were some of the first you know pieces of gear that you got? Like, what were you making music on before you had? Yeah, like did you did you start did you get a keyboard first and decide all right I'm gonna try to record this and use your phone to record like well, <laughs> well actually actually during uh, during 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 middle school I started playing the bass oh sweet and I had an uncle of mine who was also a musician during the during that time frame and you know he got he bought me a bass and amp and I got really into the whole uh, writing music but I, I had to I was exploring because I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do so I just um, took one day at a time and figured, you know experiment experiment 
figure out what I want. And it, it wasn't until it wasn't until eighteen is when I got interested in recording music. That's when I first encountered Audacity. It's just one of those very very basic. Um, uh, digital audio workstation software. That's a stepping stone program. Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> right. but you know, <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, it, but for what it for, is, for what it is, exactly for what it gives people. Yes, it's oh, a free man. software. You know, available to anybody, convenient, um, straight to the point. And I had that for a couple of years. I was with a couple of bands that didn't really have anything, and I just I said to myself, you know what? Let me figure out a way to record this and see what I can make out of it. And I, I literally, I kid you not, I had a rock band mic. Oh, yes. And I used that mic to record everything. I was just like, all right, figuring out what, you know, if I place it over here, what does it sound like? If I place it over there, what does it sound like? With, with drums, uh, guitar, or just mic placement on amplifiers, specifically. And that's, that's a huge, that's a big key yeah. for a lot of people, if you don't know. Like, moving a microphone, you can't just put it in the area. No. You know? Um, yeah. But. but so you, uh Tell me about miking in the beginning. What did you? Because I know you know the first thing that I ever tried to mic was a computer mic, the ones that plug into the pink port in your computer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, a friend right. of mine, a friend of mine gave me that to record on. I had a, I had a first act acoustic guitar from Walmart, and I would just hold up, and it was this was like a I would hold this microphone. It was supposed to be the ones you clip onto your shirt, mm-hmm. so I would clip it over my shirt. I didn't even have a metronome. I would tap my foot, have this mic hanging mm-hmm. over me, and record on this acoustic guitar to try to. It was just the most ridiculous stuff that we tried to do to make music back then, right? But you make it happen. That's the best part about it. And, and the reward you, when you when it's there? Yeah. Oh man. So then um so yeah, man, so you, so you said you were trying to find you trying to find your sound and then eventually you got audacity, you decided to try to record yourself. What was the next like uh I had a uh I got uh, as a gift from my mother, I got a, I got one of these Casio keyboards. And from there, that's when I said to myself, "All right, I'm going to use make make the most out of this microphone by recording pretty much any sound that I can think of with with the keyboard." I kid you not. I was actually using the drums, the kicks, the the hi hats, uh, the pads, the bass line, everything through the keyboard. It sounded like crap. Absolutely, it was terrible. <laughs> but it was an it was the accomplishment was I made it happen because although it was slightly off tempos in in some parts of a specific song, I finished it. Yeah. Well, I felt like I finished it. You know, it just felt like, you know, listening listening to a cassette tape that had a lot of, um, uh, the tape had a lot of, I guess you could say the tape was very old. Like warped. Like and warped stuff. and stuff. So you're <laughs> listening to like an old cassette player and just like, sounds like crap, but. Uh, but it's vintage. But it's vintage. Exactly. That's awesome though, man. And it, but that's what I'm saying, man. It puts, it also, it's all about putting you in a place. I remember I tried something like that once. I had a song, I think I called it The Magician. All right, that was the name of the song. And I remember the concept for the song. I think I was like 15 at the time. Uh, the concept of the song was that somebody would find a radio in the desert. And the radio was playing for some reason. Yeah. You know, and then you would get sucked into this radio and it would take you to this place. You know, and there was like a, it was a genie, but out of a radio rather than a lamp, you know? Yeah. It's like a music genie, <laughs> you know? And uh, I made this ridiculous song, and, I'm sh- and I know I have it somewhere around here. But uh, it was all about that. It was all about putting people in a place, giving people a feeling. Yeah. I was always I was always more concerned about giving people a feeling rather than technique or you know perf- like perfect music. I don't know. To me, I just I just wanted to get my ideas out, man. Yeah. You know, like who inspires you? Who who are music? Who are musicians that inspire you to 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 pick up your own instrument? You know what I mean? Like people that you listen to and you thought, you know what? I need to. Ex- I'm trying to express myself like the way that person's doing. There are many bands that I've always enjoyed. I mean, from alternative rock, progressive metal. I I, I love. So you started there. Yeah, I actually was a big fan. I still am. Just um, I've I've uh, grown 
to appreciate a lot of other music genres. I'm with you on that. Uh, but metal, rock, progressive rock, like uh, Dream Theater, for example. Wow. I mean, a buddy of mine, him and I were we were like we're big fans of that of that particular band. I, my uncle I who bought Dream me my Theater. bass guitar. It was the one that got I got inspired by it because he bought an, he bought one of their albums, and I was just really Oof. captivated by, by the um, the structure of the music itself. It was very. Um, Mesmerizing, you know. It is. What album? It was Falling into Infinity. But my favorite, by far, would have to be Images and Words. I mean, ah, that was their first album. The debut. I remember the. You know, I, 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 the album I really know from Dream Theater is uh, Scenes from a Memory. Yes. And That's that thing was. And it was funny. My stepbrother had that CD. He had a big stack of CDs and cassettes, and he just let me rummage through them. And he had. A, he was. A, he was a metal drummer himself. And this is when I was like 13, 14. So I'm looking through all this stuff. And then I came across one of the, the cover of Scenes from a Memory. Mm. And I threw it in. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is like Broadway, but metal. And this is like a, this is like a show that's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a concept album. And if you listen it's the album we're talking about, guys, it's kind of like a play that's happening. And all their albums are different. I heard A Change of Seasons, and it was amazing. Uh, point is, they're all masters of their instruments. They're, they're, not- they're all... There's not many bands like them, no, especially good, not man. today. Especially I saw Petrucci live. John yeah. Petrucci live. Yeah, he was amazing, man. Yeah, he's a god. Um, he's a god, you could say. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, well, you were trying to be John Myung in the beginning well, of the. <laughs> at first, I had that. I had that. Um, That's that, cool. Though. The motivation to be like a bass player like him. That's and, a martial art. Uh, well, we'll get to the martial arts later, but but uh, <laughs> yeah, the bass guitar was one of those instruments that I really loved. It was a found, it's a foundation, you know, it's the foundation of, of the band itself. But but overall, the way the style it was played it was like what it was considered as a lead bass guitar, you know, like you know something that let off the, the song itself That's during you know the eighties, you could say, I guess, even though I wasn't born during that time frame. But you know, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I was going to, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was going to bring that up a little later, but through conversation, we've landed ourselves. Um, you know, it's funny because, yeah, we, like I said, you're not from the 80s, right? Mm. Which doesn't discredit anybody. To me, I was thinking about this earlier today at work, okay? And I thought it was amazing because even though, and I was born in 1990, so I'm not either. Uh, even though we're not from the 80s, right? To be able to get a certain sound, you. As a musician, you kind of pick and choose the best of what that genre offers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you listen to those 10 years worth of music, you know, in 80 to 90, in 89, whatever. Uh, you listen to those years worth of music, and you kind of, like I said, you pick, you know, the the, the reverb on the snare. Yeah. The the certain drum patterns, like the the certain sound of the synth like they're like i said you pick the best of what it of what it has to offer so in a way the music comes out great because it has all those top-notch elements and then you get to add on top of it with you know with what you're inspired by and you know what drives you to be a your own musician and have your own voice exactly you know through a certain microphone yep you know what i mean much. yeah uh and i think that's really cool I, and i love that and i, and I was thinking about that earlier and i, and I thought because i was figuring out i was like beyond you just working at your music and being good at it what makes this so great because it was great and good music and um really quick guys we should go ahead and play one of the songs i know we've been talking for quite a bit and i know i love to play the music so you guys have an idea of what we're talking about um First song. Uh, do you want to pick the first song? Actually, I'll pick. I'll, I can pick the next one if you want. What, uh, what's one you would like to play? It's on your Spotify. Sure. Uh, let's go ahead and play Ocean Overdrive. Ah, that's exactly one of the ones I was going to pick. <laughs> Very good choice. Uh, okay. So, folks, we are going to go ahead and play Ocean Overdrive by Dream Shore in the house, and uh, we'll see you in a minute. Uh. 
I was about to start talking before I turned the mics on, and then I realized, wait a minute. Uh, what's going on, Mary Cruz? What's going on, Brian, in the chat? Thank you, everybody, for hanging out on episode 85 of Shut Up, Let's Talk. That was uh, Ocean Overdrive by Dream Shore in the house tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out, my friend. Thank you. How's it going tonight, my man? Good, good. Is this? Uh, I know it's not your first interview or podcast at all, because I've actually uh, checked out a couple of your uh, interviews before. Very, very cool stuff. Thanks, man. Um, what I like about you is, is you. I remember you actually reached out to me a while ago, mm-hmm. and I was, and I'm happy you did because you know sometimes like there are people that I want to interview, but I don't know they exist. Right. right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just uh, the, the beauty about social media is that almost anybody can find anybody. Yeah, man. So you know, like I said, thank you for reaching out to me, man, because it was it was good. It was good, and uh, and I and I genuinely dig your music because I love '80s type of sounds. Uh, and when I, well, what is an '80s type of sound, man? Uh, '80s type of sound. How would you describe an '80s type of sound? Let's get into that. What is the 80s sound to you? A lot of synthesizers are involved and drums that have a lot of reverb, specifically the snare, um, vocals, same thing. Um, I mean, the 80s could be a, a variety of things. I mean, if you listen, if you listen to music like uh, from Phil Collins, yes, perhaps the you know like uh, who else? Duran Duran, Five Young Cannibals. I mean, these are a lot of other like pop, a lot of uh, pop. Like pop-related synth pop bands and and uh, rock as well, rock alike. Yeah, definitely. I mean, '80s like had some great guitar work. Yeah, ACDC. Uh, ACDC. Yeah, definitely, man. Megadeth. They were Megadeth. Uh, that's shout out to Dave Mustaine. Best of luck through your uh, journey through throat cancer, oh, my that's friend. That's right. I hope, he's, I hope he improves. Yeah, that's, that's some rough, rough, rough shit. Yeah. But. Um, but it's all good. You know what? Uh, I like the way that he delivered his message. He's like, you know what? We're just going to take care of it. Doctor said it's got a 90, 90% success rate. We're just going to kick its ass. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's, you, you would say it that way. Yeah. Anyway, um, but no, 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 man. Uh, 80s type of sound, man. What I love about it the most is that there was a good focus on instrumental skill mm-hmm. and great catchy music at the same time. And I don't think I could ask for much more from anything. Right. Because that's what I want. I want good technical skill because to me, you know, I don't like to, don't get me wrong, I have appreciation for stuff like Nirvana or, or uh, REM. Mm. You know, REM is just simple strum chords. Yeah, I'm all right. But you know? I mean, I can't listen. I mean, I, like, I'm very, I guess you could say everybody has their preference, obviously. Yes. But with them, it's like I, I respect what they play. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly, exactly. But what, what, what gets me a lot about your music is the fact that you. It's a futuristic sound, mm. and I like that because when you think about – I'm trying to figure out how to say this the right way. We have an idea of what the future is like in our heads, right? Right. So we think of, like, what, chrome things, and we think of, you know – Blade Runner. Like, yeah, as Blade far Runner. as, you know, movies are concerned, the way people would dress up. The, the music. Tron. Yeah, yeah. Tron, you know, things Tron. like that. We have an idea of the future, but in the 80s, people had an idea of the future. And, you know, it's stuff that we probably laugh at today. Yeah. But at the time, you know, like lasers and, uh, you know, certain types of video games and, uh, you know, certain cars. Like, if you look at certain cars, like, you know, the Lamborghinis of the 80s and stuff, you know, you look at those shapes and you're like, wow. By far, far my favorite vehicle would have to be an exotic sports car related would be a Ferrari Testarossa. I mean, that right there stands out the most. I mean, I love it. I mean, you look at it, it's just like... I mean, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, Kavinsky, who was an, a French artist who had this inspira- uh, this influence, this heavy influence on me when it came to electronic music, but this genre that came out to be called synthwave. Yes. Synth pop, but more, I guess you could say a little bit more aggressive. Yes. Yeah. So, so synthwave, uh, well, there's right now, 
as a big genre, there's synthwave. That's like mm-hmm. kind of made like a. I don't want to say it's made a comeback, but it's made like a, a, a name for itself. It's a made up. It's technically a made up name, but it's it's come. It's grown to a point where a lot of people know about it more now, a lot more now compared to ten years ago. I mean, look at Stranger Things came out. What yes? Oh yeah, with that theme song. Back. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of other movies too. So what is synth wave specifically? Is it just like is it just like another word for eighty style? If you look, well, I'll give you a summary of it. But if you look up uh, this website by by this uh, uh, these guys called Iron Skull, it's, well, it's one dude who who talks a lot about this Iron Skull. Shout out to Iron Skull at Preston, who uh, basically has uh, a review uh, of a blog revolving around synth wave, um, pop wave. These are other names revolving around the same genre. The difference is that a lot of people have. Um, there's softer, softer sounds and more aggressive sound like dark synth, which he- relates heavily to the metal scene. And then you got the pop wave, which is more to the you know synth pop scene. Uh, but to answer your question, synth wave, it's just really, uh, it's really just music that revolves around the '80s and '90s of, of uh, instruments, sounds, music, vocals that relate to that time frame. It's a lot of, it's a lot of that really. It's just. It's pretty awesome. You can explain it. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I feel what you're saying because at some, at some point, a lot of bands were trying to sound like, a lot of bands are trying to sound like Led Zeppelin or, or things like that, right? So they were trying yeah. to sound like 60s and 70s style bands. Yeah. So um, you know, in this way, it's it's just like an emulation of a different genre, exactly. of a different time period, decade. Uh, so I, I think it's cool, and it's funny because you know, uh, the imagery behind it is amazing, and it's funny because I feel like. The internet and synthwave are hand in hand because the internet, there's a section of the internet that is in love with synthwave and the imagery that goes on, like you see like those, like, you know, like the, the old Renaissance statues, you yeah. know, with like the, you know, like the, with all sorts of purples and pinks, you yeah, know, everywhere. Neon lights. Neon lights, you know, neon palm font. trees. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, a lot of palm the, trees. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the artists uh, during this time frame, And let's say I, I discovered this. During 2014, but this ha- this has been happening if I if I'm not mistaken since 20, uh, 2008. But a lot of it was inspired by people from different countries from around the world that were really influenced by by the Miami location. I mean, Miami Vice is one of those those TV shows that really got people into uh, not just hearing the sound like you know soundtracks of that of that show, but also the style, the aesthetics behind it. Which gave, I believe, an influence to a lot of um, music producers nowadays. You know, you're completely right about that because, yeah, if you look at a lot of the imagery behind all that, yeah, you do see palm trees, you do see, uh, you know, Ferraris and things of that time that were being shown in Miami Vice or capturing that sound. And I guess, you know what, Miami and Florida, or not Florida, but Miami specifically. Yeah. uh, Very associated with the future. Why? Because it's associated with money. It is. And a lot of people feel like the money can buy you the future. Wow. <laughs> Hidden topic. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, a lot of people do feel like a lot of people do feel that way. So when you think about when you think about the most uh, futuristic things, you also think about the fact that they're probably very expensive. Of course. Right. You definitely, know, definitely. So I think that's kind of why the whole hand in hand thing happens. You know, so interesting, you know, that we. Yeah. I, I never really realized. Never really realized. Never realized that. um I guess we are kind of like at a birth center of like futuristic thoughts, yeah, definitely. and you know, um, innovation in in like uh, style. It's a style thing, you know. Because if you look at Miami Vice, like that was very with the suits and the shirts, you know, the the, the pastel colors and all mm-hmm. sorts of different things that were, that they were doing. Uh, they were hip back then, and they're hip now. 
Like they don't they don't go out of style. Yeah, history. I mean, there's that. It saying, repeats history, itself. Yeah, it right? repeats itself. You know, and well, history does repeat itself. So in the world of analog versus synth, right? For example, right? You have, and what, what does that mean to the to the person that doesn't make music? Back in the day, they used to make actual keyboards and actual instruments, right? And you would have to use those. And now we can find them on the computer. For example, yeah, back then, awesome. back then you'd play through an amplifier. Now you could download the amplifier. You just plug your guitar into a thing. Or hardware, yeah, hardware synthesizers especially. I mean, nowadays you would have to go to a professional studio in order to even make songs during that time frame. Now everybody has that opportunity to make whatever they want. Yeah, you can just download a Moog. Exactly. I mean, of course, of course, you know, uh, not everybody's meant to be a producer, but what I'm trying, you know, because there's always going to be somebody that makes good music and people that make uh, okay music for the very few, you could say. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's possible for anybody. It is. It is. The tools are there. Exactly. The now, for you, you know, for you as a guy who who synths are kind of your game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what you do because that's the world you live in. You know, in the synth world, you you have, you know, your options are you can either make your own synth these days or you can download an uh, older version of a synth. Or you can buy the real thing. Where do you go? What do you do? I know you use plugins, but you know, like people have told you that there's differences, but you don't see them, right? It doesn't. In my opinion, or it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make it. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, there is a slight a slight difference. Yes, in frequencies, let's say the warm warm sound compare uh, from a hardware synthesizer compared to the plugin itself. But like I guess I've said this to plenty of people who have this this the need to buy hardware since I would say if you have it, if you have the money to do it, go ahead and go go ahead and buy it. By all means, do it. I'm not stopping you. But what I am saying is that it's not required. It's not necessary. Everybody can do. Everybody can just buy off a plugin that costs probably eighty percent less compared to buying the hardware synth, uh, synth itself you know and and i think it all depends on who you're doing it for right of course because if course. you're doing it for yourself you'd probably be the type of person that's like well you know what if it's any, if it's not analog and ain't the real thing yeah. you know but if you're doing it for the fans and what i mean by that is like if you're doing it just for people that want to listen to music right away and you have that idea and you have a thing available right in front of you that could get you that sound I think you're willing to give it to the people, right? Ninety-nine percent of the time, that's what they all—that's what all they care about. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, guys. Like, I have an appreciation for the vintage heads because they keep a certain dream alive. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. they keep. Yeah, they keep. It's, that, not, it's just. Well, you go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say that at the end of the day, like that stuff is also beyond being hard to find. It's also really expensive. And I'm sorry, but like, not everybody's willing to be able to drop four thousand dollars. If you got a garage. Plenty of space. Yeah. By all means, do it. If you don't, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's 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 pricey, man. And yeah. I think, yeah, it is all about creating a sound. And and to me, uh, you know, ha, ha, have you always been have you always been a musician throughout your life? Have you ever tried different styles of art? Like, have you ever tried different venues? Like, like not venues, but different uh, avenues. I mean, graphic designing and things. Yeah, like, like, like stuff like that. Have you ever done like visual art, or you tried photography, mm-hmm. or you tried anything any other thing besides music at all? Because you know, have you tried? Have, have you have you? Well, I I've had moments where I've I've had the interest of uh, you know doing art, graphic designing, but it really looked like it, it looked very it just wasn't for me. Let's just say, but but uh, acting has come a little bit. It was it's a bit intriguing for me. I like it, you know, as far as like getting involved into a video or, or camera and just you know doing something randomly. But that's awesome. Uh, that's not for everybody. No, no, no. But but currently. Um, well, during that, let's say during that time frame, let's say from 20, because really I, I got into this whole creative, creative ju- uh, juice mode, let's say, during 2014. And 
my interest has always been music. And of course, during this time frame now, as I, as I continue doing what I do, I still have the need to do other things such as videography and acting. I, I actually um, am currently working on a, a few scripts, for oh. like a music video and for a short film as well. Um, I've, I've, after composing for a couple of, um, for a couple of movies, uh, it, it gave me this inspiration to, to, to say to myself, all right, let's see if I can come up with uh, a short film for myself. To my, you know, for myself and get other people involved as as uh, as the time comes. Important. You named yourself people. first yes. before other people. Mm-hmm. That's a missing link for anybody that doesn't know. Because you got to kick your own ass before you kick. You try to kick other people's asses. Exactly. You, you, like you, it's a thing. Trust yeah. me. So scripts. That's pretty awesome, man. Little. What led you there? That's cool. Really, I just wanted to create something. I just wanted to make something. You know, well, I notice you being a, pa- a, a, a a picture painter, and what I mean by that is whether it's through music or through you're somebody that understands a certain emotion and tries to project it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, what am I trying to say? Basically, let's say you're learning how to draw, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody says, "Draw a happy thing," something as simple as that, right? You're like, "Oh shit, what do I do?" You know, draw a happy thing. Maybe you'll draw trees. Maybe you'll draw a sun. Maybe you'll draw uh, you know a person with a smiley face. You know, maybe you'll draw things that things that you think are happy, right? Yeah. Now with music, you got to do the same thing. Imagine somebody says, "Make a happy song." You're like, "All right, how do I do that?" So you got to think of ways to paint happy pictures. And in music, there's majors and minors and all sorts of things that you can get into. And uh, you know that you're able to do that. You have the tools to do that. But it's all about painting certain pictures. You still have to know how to paint it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't paint green if you don't know what green looks like. Exactly. So you're a picture painter. So when I say, uh, when, what I mean by that is that, you know, so when you say you're, you're writing scripts, you're making songs, like the, like the songs that you are making, which I find you're, you care a lot about melody. You care a lot about chord progression. I do. You care a lot about um, uh, pacing in a song. You know, the... Um, I like to focus more on the emotion over the genre itself. There you have it. You know, and that's and that's and those are all missing links, I think. Um, anyway, I know I kind of took a took a left turn on that one, but you know, I, I, in a way, it was just the fact that yeah, the, I know you're doing like I said, you're doing scripts and stuff. So some, what are some of the? Well, do you want to? Do you have any? No, nah, you shouldn't put the ideas out there. That's kind of you can't not do that, yet, can you? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you can't. Uh, what inspires you to do scripts? What are, What are some good TV that you've seen? Because you're recommending me. Oh, you were gonna recommend me some TV earlier, but you know, like I, I'm so lost in the TV world, man. Because I don't, I don't know why, but I just got lost. Well, I started watching Friends and I couldn't stop. <laughs> uh, there's better uh, TV out there, though. Absolutely, but hey, Friends is okay too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of my script writing currently has has come from a lot of martial arts and you know, uh, futuristic. I mean, I'm a big fan of Back to the Future, and uh, I actually. But the, one of the actors, John Claude Van Damme. I don't know if you've, if you've heard of him or not, but like he's, <laughs> he's a big deal to me. Like uh, his movies, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, <sighs> gave me this idea. Uh, actually, Resilience. One of my my previous EP from from last year was uh, heavily influenced behind like behind that movie. Those two movies. Uh-huh. Uh The composer who did those films was uh, goes by the name the name of Paul Herzog. He's he made music that really gave me an idea of what I can do because I realized in the retrowave community, this whole synthwave community, they, they they all have this this 
this uh, repetitive cycle of having a baseline that side chains the kick, and it got a little bit boring, let's just say. Dead mouth. So I, yeah, so I said to myself, <laughs> all right, you know what, let me see what I can come up with, with going this, this round, this realm. And it turned out, I felt like it turned out pretty well. I mean, uh, uh, the, the YouTube, uh, YouTube channel that goes by the name of New Retrowave, which is also a label, who, um, actually gave my, that EP a chance to, to be placed onto their platform. And it actually got a lot of good heads, and, and, and a lot of people um, were nice about it. They loved it. So awesome. It, that EP was actually, during that time frame when I made it, I was, I had, I was going through a little bit of a rough patch, uh, patch emotionally and, you know, just, just life itself. Came, human thing. Yeah, a human thing, you know, just normal life. And I had the opportunity to create something that differentiate from the majority. And that's what I did. That's amazing, man. I love it. And, you know, a lot of people I know try to ask me about music and how to get into it and what to what to do and what not to do and all this kind of stuff and i'm just like man it's 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 so hard to give that kind of advice isn't it of course you got to live don't you sometimes you can't sometimes when people ask for the advice the only the only real advice they require is when they just live their life i mean that's you'll eventually get your answer that way in my opinion yeah i mean and and most people you know what it is a lot of people are afraid of the and no matter what instrument we're talking about a lot of people are just afraid of the instrument a lot of people are afraid. You know what it is, man? Imagine somebody could tell you to get on top of a mountain. Nobody's around. Mm-hmm. Scream whatever you want off of that thing. You might say some things that'll shake you up. You might never come back. Because somebody's like, you know what? Scream off of the top of that thing. All your deepest frustration, scream it out. You know? It helps. And you you might not be able to come back from that. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. playing an instrument, to me, I feel like a lot of the time, they, you're given that opportunity every day. You are. You're giving that somebody is giving you a mountain, and they're kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Scream whatever yes. you want. Yeah, not just for yourself, but what you're doing. Probably a lot of other people can do, but you're giving them that chance to express themselves as well with what you create, because not only it pleases you, but it pleases a lot of others, a lot of other people. Yeah, definitely, man. And and you just can't be afraid to express, man. I think that's a problem. Like, I don't think you've ever taken I, yourself too seriously, have you? I feel well. You don't know I, what that I is, have, do you? I have. But that was a while back. Nowadays, it's just like I, I, I take one day at a time. You can't take things too seriously. Otherwise, you get overwhelmed with everything. And, and what it is is like, but do you ever feel so, um, uh, what was I saying? On Runaway, for example, who's singing the lyrics? Me. Exactly. And I assumed it was you. And you sound great, by the way. But when you, you wrote the lyrics, or did you not? Didn't matter. I did. I, um, a, a, a friend of mine was actually the one that. When I was writing, when I was writing the instrumental itself, I was heavily assisted by I don't know if you know him, but I think he's he's still in the band uh, Loneborn, Jonathan. Absolutely. Oh that, man, Jonathan, very creative guy. He's very, a very creative guy. I mean, his artwork itself and what he does as far as a musician is concerned. I mean, he's he's got a heavy background of of playing music, but also writing good lyrics, and he he was a big part of that. He wrote a lot of that, and it, and the ideas of the of 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 the formation, the way it should be sung. He's probably the reason why I made this song. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And you know what? So shout out to Jonathan Tuckler uh, for that. Absolutely. He's a good one. Sorry, but you know what? We, we, me, I've been trying to have lunch with that dude over the last week, and it hasn't worked out. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I mean, him and I, we, I mean, everybody has their own, like, everybody's busy. You know, yeah, everybody's yeah. got their own life. We got lives. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, I, I wish him all the best, and I hope he's doing well. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'll make sure to tell him you said hello. 
Absolutely. If we don't get to hear it from here. But um, he's a, he is a great songwriter. He's a he great is. creative. You know, he's somebody with a lot of that same type of uh, that same type of energy. That, and um, it's funny, man, because, you know, in, in, in this world, in this funny little beautiful world that we live in, right, mm. there's two sides. Well, there's many sides to everything. But let's keep it simple. Two sides, right? There's yeah. givers and takers, right? It's not a bad thing. Not, not not a bad thing to be a giver, not a bad thing to be a taker, vice versa. Uh, there's people on stage, there's people in the crowd. There's people making the burgers, there's people eating the burgers. Yeah. Whatever you're talking about. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, on a show like this, and I guess I'm saying this because, like, like I said, I enjoy what you do. I enjoy everything everybody on here does. That's why that's why they're hanging out. That's why we're hanging out because I'm like I'm I'm trying to. I get to pick your brain, and I get to I get to I get to learn. Now I get to listen to Dream Shore music, and I get to make music inspired by Dream Shore. So it's epic. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but in a way, I'm just trying to say like it's a good time being on both sides. Because I get on the to, creative and the listener side on this show, yeah. Because I get to be on the creative side where I get to be like, ah, oh, what are these beautiful concepts that I'm looking at? How can I draw from this and ch- cherry pick and, and plant my own tree, you know? And then I get to also be on the listener side and listen to this to the great stuff that goes on. And, and it's funny because you mentioned Jonathan and Jonathan's been on the show before with Loneborn. They make great music. Uh, you know, Tommy's a good friend. You know, we mentioned Tommy earlier. He's a great saxophonist, whatever they whatever they're called. Yes, he is, and I actually want to hit him up for that as well. If when he's uh, in trouble, I'll drag <laughs> I'll, I'll drag his ass over there. <laughs> you know, he'd he'd happily be there. But yeah, man, um, interesting though, man. So I mean, so you know, I know we we maybe got away from the topic a little bit, but analog versus digital, man. You don't feel like you need the actual instrument there to be able to make this good music, and and you don't. Not at all. I mean, people get overwhelmed with this subject because there is a lot of people, and mind you, I've I've looked up Facebook groups, and there's people that write posts about um, this whole competition between analog and digital. No, no. And there's just hundreds, hundreds of comments. Every some of them are just being funny, silly. But people are being serious, and they have this whole essay explaining about the difference between those two. I'm just like, for the love of God, don't get so caught up with it. Just if you like one or the other. I like them both. I just prefer digital because that's my preference. And if you're not if you're not doing Jordan Ruda's levels of soloing, exactly. You know, yeah. if, if you're not soloing on this analog synth, then you don't need the, the the feel of the keyboard itself to actually be something important. Because you know, keyboards are, are for anybody that doesn't know, keyboards are all weighted differently. The keys will feel different depending on what they're trying to do. Exactly. And a lot of analog ones, like the the, the point of analog is that this thing is built. You know, when you press it a certain way, it sounds a certain way. Right. With digital, they try to copy that. Yeah. You know, with with it's an emulator, with zeros and ones, yeah. You know, and there's no, like I said, like we said before, there's nothing wrong with either, but that is what it is. Uh, if you're not doing crazy solos and you don't need to be doing all this crazy stuff, you're probably if you're just playing chords and you're playing chord progressions that you're going to be end up side chaining anyway. Just relax, will you? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Just set the attack and the decay, or whatever. Just set it to what you got to set it to. Hit your sustain up. Make the chord sound louder if you got to make it. Just do what you got to do. Now, as far as, like, learning all these things, man, did you ever, like, have any formal training about any, like, attack and delay or any no, uh, decay, I mean, I mean, or any of that stuff? Or do you just have fun with it? A lot of it was just experimentation, trial and error, and a couple of YouTube videos here and there. Absolutely. That's huge, but, yeah. But, YouTube. I mean, thank God for YouTube. Yeah, right? without that platform, I don't know how people would be able to create <laughs> what they create nowadays. But yeah. all I can say is it allowed me to figure out and identify each and every effect 
plugin that I would require to create a song left side. So what's a big one you're using right now? What's one you could recommend to everybody? Compressors and EQ. That's Compress- <laughs> what? Well, Look at, well, sorry, sorry. Those, well, those are like audio plugins to like help the, with the shaping the sound. But like, what about actual like uh, keyboards? Oh, uh, I love using a lot. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of uh, native instruments. Mm, they're great. Yeah, complete. I got complete eleven, but Ooh. I enjoy using Imp Oscar too. It's it's uh, vintage. What's it called? It's a Imp. I believe it's pronounced Imp Oscar. Too, okay, I'll check that out. Just like a vintage synth synth plugin, and I've I've always messed around with everything from the arpeggi- uh, the arpeggiators to the pads and stuff, but. I mix it up using plugins from Ableton itself. Love Ableton. Yeah. Also. Ableton's my weapon of choice as well. Plugins from Native Instruments as well. So combining all those elements, I'm able to create whatever I require and sometimes more. Cool, man. That's amazing, dude. So, I mean, uh, in the world of uh, audio design, you know, there's so many options. I've used uh, I've used Absinthe. Mm-hmm. From Native Instruments, which as from Native Instruments, yeah, right? Absinthe. Yeah. It was a fun one. It was fun because you get to blend sounds together, and uh, you, get to, you get there's a lot of tweaking available. Reactor you know? as well. Reactor. Five. I got. I haven't checked out Reactor. I've, I've used Nexus, like everybody in the world. You know that one's fine. That one's good. That one's nice. That's all right. I like it. I like it. I like it. it it's it's dated now. Yeah. Because everybody's heard. Every, if you heard any song, it's probably Nexus. Because if it's especially if it's on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of people nowadays crack their these 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 uh, softwares and plugins. Yeah. I mean, look, I got nothing against it. If you can't yeah, afford yeah. it, go ahead and crack it. Test but it out. You, you got to think about it this way: all those plugins, all those softwares that you're using in today's time, somebody. No, not just somebody. Multiple, if not hundreds of employees had to create that plugin itself. So yeah. consider it that way. Think for of it sure. that way. For somebody sure. made something for you, even like with music, although a lot of people just crap, you know, download I'm through YouTube stream it on for Spotify. free or stream it, which Spotify, I'm not complaining about. But what I'm saying is in general, people are just cracking it in general. Yeah, I feel you. You know, Torrance. consider what you're doing. It's true. It's true. It's true. Because there is a... Uh you know, growing up, I did crack a lot of programs, and you know, even so to, I, even so I. I mean, even to this day, I might have to once in a while. Lego Lord of the Rings. I, I wanted to play Lego Lord of the Rings recently, okay? And they don't even sell the game anymore because a contract ran out between Warner Brothers, I believe, and the Tolkien Estate or something like that. I never knew that. Yeah, you know, so you can't buy Legos uh, Lord of the Rings anymore. It's just not available anywhere. Oh, wow. So if you want to get it, you either have to buy a CD, which good luck. Or, you know, Amazon. Well, that's a good reason to crack it then. <laughs> yeah, or you pirate it. So, yeah, things like that. And even video games, uh, older video games. My problem with that is that a lot of the time, the games are either hard to find mm-hmm. uh, or they, Nintendo wants to charge you 30 bucks a piece for the games now. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is like, well, we're not going to pay 30 bucks for a game you came out with 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, anyway, that. so uh, emulation, do I... You know, piracy, do I support it? Not necessarily, because I would love all those families to get fed. But uh, at the same time, it's like, man, you know, you got to adapt with the times, too. Of course. A lot of the time, I wish a lot of programs these days offered subscription services. That as well. If I could pay 15 bucks a month for certain programs and, and synths or whatever it is, I, I'd happily be able to, I would happily do that. I'd set a budget for myself, and I would say, you know what, that budget is for my, that's for the production. You know, you, you pay it off like a car. And they always have sales, too. I mean, you just got to wait for the right time. I mean, I bought, yeah, my, waves, I bought right? Ableton when it was at its lowest, you could say. I mean, I, I, I had, I found 
I found discounts, let's just say. And I bought Ableton that way. That's awesome, man. Uh, which Ableton are you? 10? Ableton using? Live 10, yeah. Wow, man. And Ableton is amazing, man. For anybody that's using music programs, Pro Tools is great. Fruity Loops is great. They're all great. Reason is great. Yes. Actually, I started, I, yeah, after Audacity, Fruity Loops was probably the next. Love it. That sequencer is so good. It is. It is. And I, you know what? A lot of people do make music off of that. And I got to tell you, it's a very flexible, simple software to use. And if people are trying to grow, Further, I would say Ableton. In my opinion, of I course, agree. I agree. I know. I know. Logic is cool. Pro Tools is nice. But in my opinion, with Ableton, it allows you to also um, not only record music, but but for other purposes as well. I mean, I've seen people use it for DJing purposes, also for uh, composing music, um, and even podcasting. Yeah, I've used for it for live. yeah, yeah, for live as well, for live purposes. There's yeah. people out there, electronic bands that use soft uh, Ableton for backing tracks. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a great, perfect. It's very flexible for many different reasons, for many different things. I agree. And and what I like about Ableton is the workflow. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about uh, Fruity Loops, I don't use it too much anymore, but what I really love about it is that for some reason I feel like Fruity Loops knows, the developers, uh, I feel like they know that most of the people using their program have a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah, They don't have a MIDI keyboard yet. And they allow you to get so much done with just a keyboard and a mouse that it allows people to jump right in. Yeah. And then later on, once they're able to afford a $100 MIDI keyboard, they can jump right in and start that next level. But they allow it to be really easy to get in and jump. I started on Fruity Loop 7 back in the day, you know. And, yeah. and like I said, just from the get-go, I was able to just program a beat in the sequencer, hit the, the you know thing, find the tempo. Everything's right there. It's convenient and simple. Absolutely, man. Uh, oof. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next song of the evening. I would like to play Runaway, the CJ Burnett re- remix, if you don't mind, because I do like that. They're all great, but uh, that is a great one. Uh, in the meantime, I'm also going to urinate because lots of beer has happened. Oh, come on. My girlfriend's looking at me like, why are you going to make it sound like it? Come on. Urinate. urinate, guys. It's better than saying I got to. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a minute to urinate. We'll be taking a break this time. We'll be taking a break. Somebody's urinating. <laughs> the urination proclamation. Uh, enjoy, folks. BRB.
not in a bad way, but that makes more sense. Self Go ahead, my man. Ah! Yes, folks, let me go ahead and take that off the screen really quick. And uh, that was A Dream Shore with Runaway, the CJ Burnett remix. And I like it quite a bit. That's been a tune that's been in my headphones for a few days. Thank you. And actually, uh, speaking of... And also C- Ocean Overdrive. Yeah, thank you. And also, uh, regarding CJ Burnett, he actually came... Uh, I discovered him when I visited New York, Manhattan, when I was heading to a film festival for for uh, a movie that I, compo- uh, I co-scored for. He came through, and he actually discovered me just right off the bat when I was leaving the movie, and he just told me he liked he liked what I did, he liked the movie, he liked the music, and during that time frame, we just started talking ever since then. And he means well. I mean, the guy stands out a lot in many different ways, but the majority would be his music, That's by right. far. If, I mean, so when you have a chance, I would highly recommend anybody to take a look at C.J. Burnett's movie, uh, music. Not to mention, he does have, I believe, an upcoming EP he'll be releasing sometime in the near future of this year. Oh, sweet, man. So, uh, shout out to CJ Burnett with that. Uh, speaking of EPs and albums, man, what, 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 what do you got going on at the moment? You're, are you working on a singles-only type of thing right now? Or I have a couple more that I'm working on. But but for this year, I've decided, after all this time frame that I've, I've, I've been making music on Stream Shore, I've... I think it's time that I have a debut album. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because the majority of the time, I've, I've had a lot of singles and EPs, and I said to myself, you know what, I think, because here's the thing, during that, during 2015 to now, a lot has changed as far as my knowledge in, in, in producing and also what I'm looking for and my direction of things. So with this debut album, a lot will be bringing back the old, but in a much more enhanced way and just representing a new, a new image. A new definitely, image man. That's awesome, man. So, what do you, what do you have envisioned for this next for this album? You know, do you have anything at the moment or not yet? You're just gonna wait to see what, what what comes of it. I want to heavily represent Miami itself. Ah, so think of Miami Vice meets Blade Runner. I'm excited but in a man. tropical way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited, man. Because you know what, you're the kind of person I feel like that's good at. Obviously, reach out to me, and uh, you're good at putting yourself out there. You know, which I don't know, uh, sounds like it's a new phrase I know we're using these days, you know, putting yourself out there. But, uh, yeah, you're good at communicating with people, which I feel like a lot of people, me included, you know, get stuck in, you know. Uh, with the podcast, the the podcast is actually is here to help me do that. You know, me typically, I'm a fairly social person, but I get caught spending a lot of alone time. You know, because you know, I, they got all the, I got all the guitars. I got to make sure they're worth, <laughs> they're, they're worth exactly littering the room with... Um, but, you know, yeah, I, like I spend a lot of time doing stuff, so I don't get the chance to meet people as much as I'd like to. But then, and you can't grow without that. You know? But thankfully, with social media, it makes it a whole lot easier. It really, really does, folks. Like, like I get it. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of downsides and upsides to social media. I get that. But that's with almost anything. And can we at least both agree that with social media, especially uh, Instagram itself, even Facebook, has allowed everyone and anybody to communicate with anyone that they so desire to speak to yeah especially when it comes to creative creatives because here's the thing i believe that you know you living off of you living in this state and finding somebody that lives halfway around the world let's say in china or 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 whichever country united kingdom can make an impact over time definitely because really it's it's all about having the uh 
not just the motivation to talk to people, but also the, you know, think of it is it's not just helping yourself, but it's helping everybody else because you, I feel like you make the impact when you surround yourself with the, with, with the type of people that you can say they're here more than just for the business concept. There is a thing called friendship and a long-term, a long-term goal that everybody seeks, which yeah. is in most cases success and friendship as well. Because you know what, man? Um, I've I've met many different people, and you know I've I've taken the time to go out, uh, travel from California to Rhode Island to pl- uh, plenty of other other states, even Brazil, um, nice for a film festival. But but realizing that there's a lot there's a lot to life when you meet different types of peoples and their types of their types of situations, it makes you re- I guess you could, you could say more grateful. Yeah, and also understanding that you may be having it rough, but there's always somebody. Yeah, probably right next door, right? And, probably but, in the next wall. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's great because you get to meet other people that are in the creative uh, concept of mindset as well. So it's it's cool because it's just social media without it, you wouldn't be able to do that. No. It opens us up a lot, man. It does. A lot of people complain about it because I know there's so many negatives and I know that the the market can get saturated. Absolutely. And a lot of people feel like, how am I going to make it above everybody else? Well, you got to be original. And being original today is much more difficult than it was before because now people have an idea of whatever original is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, even for me with this show, like, don't get me wrong. You know, like, I, I know I, I talk, you know, we have conversations about other people's, uh, you know, careers and, and moves and, t- and, and things like that. But, you know, this show is also on its own journey. <laughs> And in a funny way, it's like, yeah, even with the show, you know, I try to figure out, like, what am I going to do that's not going to bore the people? You know, like, what's fun for people? What do the people want to see? And, and in a way, man, I don't know. It, it's, it's sometimes for creative people, I know it's hard trying to find a balance between what you want and what people want. Right. And a lot of people call it, a lot of people may call it selling out or, or people have different ideas of what different things are. But what is the dream for... Uh, you know what is the what is the ideal situation for Dream Shore? Like where where do you want to be to where you can say that you're successful? You know, is it like a lot of album sales? Is it good live already, shows? Is it both? I've already reached that. Oh, great! Because no, because I mean, like I, but I want you know, like once you reach a certain goal, there's another goal. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you got the right mindset, <laughs> exactly. So you know, being able to release an EP that's a goal. Yeah. Then that was. That was my goal, and now it's just grown to to doing other things. And you know, movies came in, and I had the opportunity to do so, and I'm trying to do more of it. But but uh, for this year, you could say, and and the following year of 2020, uh, definitely an album, but also networking a lot more and having a lot of uh, hopefully more tours. Yeah, man. Tours. Because here's the thing, I I've I've had this. This I've been in the same zone where I'm always writing music and stuff, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yes, of course, there's, a, there's always that time where you just have the desire to go out and beyond for the beyond and explore it more. There's a lot of great bands out there that do um, have a similar sound to myself, and I would love to reach out to them as well to give myself the opportunity to go further and beyond with what I want. Absolutely. And, and speaking of going further and beyond, um, uh, there's a lot of... 
creatives out there when I was mentioning different pe- people from different sides of the world. Uh, actually, speaking of music, uh, Synthwave itself, there is a music festival called Retro Future Fest that's going down in U- uh, London, United, United Kingdom. Whoa. Which I'll be heading to uh, by the end of July. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be staying there for a couple of weeks, uh, hanging out with some people that I, I also collaborate with when it comes to... Uh, um, the the whole music scene itself and collaborate and just networking with other people. Yeah, and, just making friends, right? Yeah, but I, I'm I'm uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this podcast called Zero Link. I'll check it out. They're they're based off of London as well, and cool this guy name. has legitimate a legit studio where he he specializes in recording music. And him and I we've been talking ever since. I gave him my ideas and concepts of what I had in mind and what we can do together. Not only that, I've, I've worked on a, um, a collective. Been working on a collective currently to help promote other people's. Um, uh, type of music that relates towards mine, or, or further beyond that. Cool. That re- uh, resembles around the electronic music scene, um, and a lot, at the same time, it's it's fun because there's a lot of people out there that have creative minds, but they have a difficult difficulty of trying to figure out a get, uh, of getting themselves out there. Mm. That's the big the marketing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they're and quite honestly i don't even have the answers myself it's just it's more about consist i believe it's just consistency and sometimes you just need to create the right thing that would suit the entire world because sometimes it all it takes is that one person who may so possibly have the following that you require who will then share it to everyone else and the cycle goes on it attracts more uh, 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 listeners well i think you're smart in the fact that you actually reach out, man. I know I said it a few minutes ago, but it's like that's a that's a big missing link, man. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have I have I know people and I've seen people do things like they just post up a, you know, they'll have a project they're working on and yeah. they'll expect the people to just roll in. It's not like that anymore, especially because the algorithms have changed. Yeah, but dude. at the same time. Instagram's not playing around. The new uh, algorithm, ouch. I got hurt. It hurt me, too. I mean, especially when I was using IG Story, because uh, uh, yeah. I, I used to add, like, three hashtags and put two hashtags behind the uh, the main hashtag, let's say. Yeah. And it allowed you... The cool thing was that there was actually people viewing these hashtags, and you get hundreds, of hundreds if not thousands, of That's viewers. so cool. But apparently, just a couple months ago, all that changed. All that changed. I'm just like... Wow. Hit hard. It hit I, hard. I, didn't, I didn't expect it. You got to make sure you, you when you're using a hashtag that it resembles what you're posting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough, man. I try to concentrate it as much as I can these days. Rough, man, rough. Yes, Instagram's yeah. not playing around, dude. And and you know, I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but there's so much censorship going on these days. And I understand it's a it's a very heavy political climate out there, folks. We get it. And I'm sure there are people that try to tune into this show and try to find politics, and you won't find it, folks. You won't find yeah, it. Yeah, not here. Only when I'm making fun of people that are stupid about it, on both sides. Because there are definitely both sides of, of, of the situation. No side is perfect. You know, exactly. And to me, I don't, I don't bother with politics, guys. I call politics the magic show. Like I, I was telling Dream Shore before the episode that to me it's a, it's, a, it's a magic show. You go in there, grab your seat, get your Coke, get your popcorn, do what you got to do. Have the, ha- enjoy it as much as possible. Because if you're going to do anything, I don't care if you're I'm tying your shoes. Be the best at what you can be. Do Absolutely. that. Enjoy the show. But don't ever sit and tell me that that thing is real. You know, don't don't be like, hey, hey, did you see? I'll be like, listen, man, that's cool and everything, but it's just, you know, yeah, just, I don't, I don't just say I don't, that that particular subject it can create. It's a funky one, conflict. It's a funky know? one, yeah. and I'm not. Don't get me wrong, I'm not out here like the government did 9/11. I'm not. I'm not. 
We're not trying to go into that. I'm just trying to say that it's just, you know, politics are funky, man. You know why? Because there's lots of money involved. And when there's money involved in stuff, it's hard to believe anything. Yeah. You know, anything. Because, you know, people like cash. So people do weird stuff for cash. And, and I don't think politi- uh, politicians or any, anybody above actors or... You know, anybody else doing anything out of the ordinary. You know, people are like, Tupac faked his death. And it's like, why would he do that? Well, if he ever did, it would be for money. Yeah. What other reason? Or also maybe to get it. Well, well. anyway, you we're not going to get into that. <laughs> How do we get into Tupac dying? <laughs> hey, man. What's the future for Dream Shore, my friend? What is it? What is it? Where do you? Where do you? Uh, what do we? What do we have to look up to? Do you tour? Do you? Do you do live shows? Or is that something I, you're working I've on? Any shows? Point? It's just now. Only now I've I've dedicated a lot more time to get involved. It's just um, like finding finding the right people. How does a live involved. show work with like your music? Like for example, you know what I mean? Because I know it's you mostly behind everything. I got a buddy of mine that's recently uh, involved with what I do, especially he's he's going to be uh, like a lead guitarist. Cause Sweet. Regarding music in general, I, I have, even to this point, I've been a lot a, a lot more picky about who I get myself involved with. Good especially, band, you know, because I've, I've come from a back, background of bands and relying on other, on other people, let's just say it's best to rely on, on yourself. I can see why you make everything. music alone. Yeah. It's better. I mean, I've, I, I'll be honest with you. Every single project that I've done during the past to now, I probably had a lot more success doing with what I have currently compared to everything else I've ever done in my life with music. Um, it's just, it's, just um, it's, it's satisfying. Because you realize that all it takes, it really does just take, just takes one person to do what they do. And people Especially if you themselves. have it in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is knowing your vision, understanding what you have, what you've got going on for yourself, what you seek into doing later on in the future. And to answer your question, I, I am going to be doing a lot more events. It's just I, I need to take a lot more time into networking, contacting people left and right from IG, Facebook, email. It's just really just... Being able to communicate. Communication, is, a, I believe, is a crucial thing because, you know what? People are people. Don't, you know... I think people hesitate. People yeah. have the fear of, of getting a negative fee, uh, outcome or, like, saying, no, we don't need you. Hey, if it happens, it happens. The point is it's trying to get yourself out there, right? So, because there's always somebody else doing the same exact thing you're doing. So what can you do to, to, to do better? Totally. Simple. Totally. Grow some balls and do what you have to do. It's true, though. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, like I said, I know a lot of people that write lyrics but scrap everything because they feel silly. Or they, you know, play guitar and they feel like they're not fast enough, so they just don't bother writing the song. Right. Um, they're overwhelmed by the outcome of things. Yeah, and they're overwhelmed by their own judgment. They're overwhelmed by the people that they look up to. Yeah. You know, and it's understandable, man. Like, don't get me wrong. My favorite guitar player, uh, Joe Satriani, right? I listen to him. Oh, right? And then I listen to his music, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not there. You know, I can't make that one note sound as good as he does. Yeah, but so what? You're you. And we got our own voice, you know? And that and that's the missing another uh, missing link there is that you got to find your own voice. The problem is that people are trying to imitate other people. Yeah. And that's when you lose focus on what you're really de- what you really define yourself as. Yeah, right? Cuz you could learn from others, but you got your own voice. Yeah, like you have exactly. your own lessons to yeah. teach, right? Your own style, your own way of doing things. It doesn't require you to become the next dupli- duplicate of another person. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, in a way, you know, it's like, like I said, I, I, I look at what Joe Satriani does and I try to, you know, I try to, you try to emulate it, but you try to have your own voice. I think that's the most important thing. A lot of people are afraid of their own voice. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's funny, going back a little bit, that's what I was saying is that people are afraid to be on that mountaintop screaming because they feel like, oh, what if somebody hears me? You know, what if somebody hears me say the, that I'm angry about the stupid thing? 
then you, you don't you know then that means you just don't you don't really have the interest of going to the top you're just you're in it for something else right yeah you're in it for something else whatever that is right and if fear is causing you to have that those thoughts then there's your answer i just can't imagine how it's almost like it burns me up in a way because it's like you know as a as a as somebody who likes to make things imagine michelangelo being like well i mean what i can't make this what if it makes me look silly (laughs) you know it's just like no you gotta be you like that's the coolest thing about this that's all we have i feel like as human beings all we have is individuality that's the main that's all we got that's all we really got yeah and if you don't have that what else do you have to offer nothing you're just a copy of somebody else that we could meet that we could be talking to you know yeah and life goes on and life goes on and 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 it, and it's it's weird man life is a goofy balance between you know everybody being worth 100% no matter who you are cuz i feel like that is true mm-hmm. but at the same time we end up being in this funny game where we start comparing and we're like well i can't be around you because you're bringing me down and what is bringing me down but bringing me down is true too life is a funny gamble and i feel like that's what we make music about isn't it yeah that's how we end up with songs like runaway and we end up with songs like you know, whatever you know, like any 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 other song, any other right. song. Sometimes you realize over time that the people that you've were um, that you were around with pre- uh, previously, let's say, yeah. And if you're no longer with them now, it's just look. Like I said before, life does life. Everybody has their own life going on. But what I'm trying to say is that everybody has their own goals, so you can't rely on anybody else but yourself. I mean, the way I see it, you are your own priority. Yeah. And yeah. that goes for life or music. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. Both. Yeah. And musically, I've, I've been a guitar player in a band. I didn't like it. You know, because after a while, I was like, man, I got to... And this is no disrespect to any previous band members I've ever had. Not at all. It's not. It's just the fact that, like, you know, uh, even a day... You know, time is time. A minute's a minute. Because you know what? You know, you, you if you are with bands that do dedicate their time and they all work together, you are blessed. Yeah. You, you got... You're fortunate because there's not a lot of people like that. No. You get buddies to jam with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we seek, you know, as people is just like other people to share those vibrations with, you know, and, and music is just that. Yeah. Just literally, literally vibrations that just are in pitch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. through a speaker. Pretty so much. don't ever, you know, like I said, I know it's fun to get caught up in the uh, emotions of music, but let's never forget that they are just sound waves that just bounce off. And we get to manipulate them in thirds and fifths and, you know, flat sevenths and all sorts of funny stuff. You know, we get we get to manipulate them in ways that make you feel a certain way. And uh, we were talking about the two sides of the stage and the crowd, you know, and, and, and they're the, the it's a give and take, folks. And don't ever fight that system. If you're a listener, be the best at listening. Learn all the bands you can learn. Recommend all the cool bands you can recommend. If you're a, a person that makes music, you know, uh, express yourself. Give give people your voice. man. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate, man. Is that something you've do you have to fight against yourself and tell yourself to just push forward? Sometimes I feel like I have to do that. Of course, don't we all? Right? Yeah, yeah but we all have to. I feel More you. than others, but we just have to. I have habits, man. Like sometimes I find habits. Like somebody will message me, and I'll be like, "I'll message him in a minute," and I'll be like, "No, I won't." It'll be that that minute. It'll turn into thirty minutes. Sometimes you think to yourself, "Is this worth replying back to, or to whom?" Yeah, contacting. It's just like you know, those are those are also additional uh, thoughts that come into your into your mind. It's live, right? Yeah. What's what's the song you're working on right now that you're excited about? What's something that you're what's something that's birthing right now? Birthing? 
Yeah, you know, something that's in the process. Well, it's not just one song, but there are multiple songs. It's just I. I What's one you're really excited about? What's the image of that song? Well, I, I love a, that kind of stuff. I got an old buddy of mine. Oh, oh, he's not an old buddy, but he's a, a one of the, my favorite artists who goes by the name of Robots with Ray Guns. Based Robots off, with Ray Guns. Yeah, he's based off of Fuck Phoenix, yeah. Arizona, bro. I I went actually went there uh, several months ago last year. Uh, Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix. Gotta be hot. <laughs> you think this is hot? I mean, I I rather deal with the humidity that we have here compared to there. And the dry the heat, right? Dry. Dude, the I dry hear, heat. I hear guitars. Torture. Mentally, I'm just like, I tell him, dude, how do you live in this? freaking place because it's like oh you get used to it i'm like no i'm not used to this i'm from miami all right i'm from the sunny you know from the sun in a sunny it's a sunshine state somebody give me an empanada right now (laughs) or colada yes please yes 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 but um no but uh uh him and i we've been talking a lot about collaborations and and some suggestions that i've had in mind but him and i but him and i were working on a couple of tracks that i'm really motivated to get this whole album on the on the ball because there are a lot of other producer uh, producers including cj burnett and some others that i have in mind who um will be probably giving me the uh the opportunity to create the biggest impact with this debut album that i have going on sweet man you ever thought about contacting any uh, indie game developers maybe getting your music in some video games i have but you know what i it's tough right? i thought it through it's and tough, i just uh, no it's just there's a lot of other people doing it but not exactly, only that exactly. it's just you know what i said to myself let me work on this. I'll focus more on, on film, you know, uh, composing for, for music in the, later on in the future. Yeah. Video games are great. Don't get me wrong. I just prefer doing films, like movies, legitimate movies. I'm with you. And not only that, it's just uh, when it comes to music in general with what I do, I prefer just focusing more on my particular project because with, with the film production world and the music world and the acting world, they're, all, they're very, very different in its own way. And I would yeah. say that you need to know somebody who's willing yeah. to cooperate with you. And I was fortunate. You know, I, I didn't even go. I didn't, I'm, if you look me up, I'm on IMDB. But I, here's the thing. Regarding my history of how I even got the, the opportunity to get involved in film scoring was by accident. Because uh, a couple of songs that I released recently, I was I've had them since 2011, but wow! But uh, I took them off during during 2014. I brought them back during last year, and this guy who's an old friend of mine, who's 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 been around with me since 2014, yeah, has allowed me to compose music for couple of his films, which gave me that extra push to go further into uh, into uh, scoring for for film. And it was just, it was motivating because it's like the song, I didn't really care or much about it, yet somebody else who was a director had the interest of it. That's it, amazing. It all started with an email, uh, email. And he discovered me through SoundCloud. Wow. SoundCloud's not the same now, but what I'm saying is during that yeah. time frame, there's a lot of, I guess you could say, um, a lot of uh, ordinary talent that was pretty simple to discover. And I guess you could say I was fortunate enough to be one of them. Well, you know, there's a funny thing about opportunity that that I heard a long time ago changed my life. Somebody said opportunity is all about you know people always say have the right skill at the right uh, have the be at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Opportunity is all about having the right skill at the right time, uh, and and well, exactly, just having the right skill at yeah. the right time. Yes, because you got to build your skills up, but you also have to be there for that opportunity. Like for example. Uh, like, let's say that you're on, you're struggling, and you're on Craigslist looking for jobs. You know, a, a certain post 
uh, in the like music section could be from Activision, who make Call of Duty. For you know, you never know. You never know. It's out there. It's out there, and it could be like a musician needed for a AAA title game. You don't even know. It doesn't even say Call of Duty. Right. Uh, you apply for it. Guess what? You might be able to get that opportunity, but you. Ha- but they have to hear your music and think this is what we're looking for. You got to have the right skill required at the right time. Yeah. It's not just about being at the right place. You got to have the skills too. And and a lot of people don't want to. A lot of people. Ugh, I hate it, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, I love opportunity. I love participation. But I'm really not a big fan of the participation trophies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's a tough one too. I know, but it's like not everybody deserves to be. <laughs> not everybody deserves to be number one, whatever number one is. And I and I and and if you're number one in your own mind or in somebody else's mind, that's just as good as any other number one. Okay. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. When I'm trying to say that. You know, let's say, I don't know, let's say your music is not in time and your guitar is out of tune, for example, and you used a bad sounding microphone, for example, you know, uh, or you put the microphone far away from the amplifier and you're sending this song to Activision to be like, hey, I'd love this in the new Call of Duty. Guess what? The music's not ready yet. You know, yeah, that's there's there's a mixed mixed feelings behind that. I mean, you never know because it's, it's interesting how things are exactly. because I, you don't expect a certain song. To be highly interested into somebody that revolves around video production, or let me say film production in this in this case, right? But the you never know. Though, you right? never know. Yeah, you just shouldn't hesitate. And that's what that, when that happened to me, I, that's when I learned I learned not to hesitate and not back down, regardless of the outcome of things, especially just releasing music in general. Yes, you know what I mean. I, I agree with you, and 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 don't get me wrong, guys. I, I, sometimes I say stuff to get people thinking, but I don't want to discourage anybody. Like, don't get me wrong. For example, me, uh, uh, there's a video game sound designer out there, and uh, I don't know his name at the moment. I forgot the game at the moment, but I know for a fact he made the gunshot sounds for a video game from his dog farting into a microphone. Really, his dog farted into a microphone. He captured the sound of his dog farting into a microphone and he manipulated that sound into gunshots into the video game so what i'm trying to say to you guys is that don't get me wrong be as weird as possible it could work yeah but that is a specific skill he was still able to make those dog farts sound like gunshots and to the average person they would say that sounds like a gunshot so that is a specific skill required. So I know I may be at the most extreme end of examples there, but, but it, 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 it exists. It's effective. It exists. Dream Shore, my friend. Episode 85 of Shuttle Plus Talk, my friend. How, how, how do you like it so far? Loving it. Thank you, man. Thank you for being on, man. It's been one of the most fun episodes because we, we had a good time to, to talk, about, talk about the feelings of music. To me, it's one of the most important parts about it, man. Thank you for having me. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you for being on, man. I love what you do, brother. Episode 85 of Shut Up, Let's Talk, my friends. Dream Shore, if they want to follow you on the social shmedias, where can they follow you at? Uh, you can take a look at Instagram.com slash I am Dream Shore or perhaps Twitter.com slash I am Dream Shore as well. And if you are a Bandcamp fanatic, you can also look me up there as well, dreamshore.bandcamp.com. And if perhaps you have the interest of having a conversation, feel free to message me whichever platform you so desire because I'm in every single one of them. <laughs> yes. So search up Dream Shore, folks. 
go ahead and check that out. In the meantime, folks, if you guys uh, want to follow me, it's at Chan. If you guys want to follow the show, it's at Shut Up Let's Talk all over the interweb, the webosphere, the globosphere, whatever you guys want to call it. Follow me on the WWWs. In the meantime, folks, love, peace, chicken, grease. Look both ways before you cross the street. We will catch you on the flip side. Check out Dream Shore's music, folks. Do it. Later. Take care. Peace.